morning. Good morning. Let me first tell you that uh, I, I love your hair like that. That's how I like your hair. Yeah, it's still wet. It hasn't even dried yet. No, I like it all like wavy and curly. Crazy? And, yep, I love it like that. It's very um, Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City when she has like her crazy ugh, hair. I no longer like it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said I have, that. I, I have, know you don't like her and I, I, have, I love her. I have nothing against the woman. I don't know her. I, I My confusion is... How people think that she's attractive. I don't think she's attractive. Rick, oh. do you think she's attractive? I am not going on record saying either way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's attractive. I, I don't. I don't get the. Uh, I don't get the appeal. I. I don't. I. I don't know what it is either. But I just. I love her. I think she's great. I love the big old hair. I love her sense of style. I love. Maybe it's just because I love Sex in the City. I, no, I don't. I don't get it, dude. I, you know, people are like ooh, and I'm like, I don't. I don't see how she's attractive. Okay, moving along. To back to my back to how, how you like my hair, my big hair. Well, how about we talk about the fact that uh, Renee's hair is sponsored by Aztec Chevrolet? <laughs> I, I, I'm still. I, I love those guys so much, and I'm starting to feel guilty that I'm hogging this truck. I love it. I love this freaking truck, and and I feel like I'm hogging it. It is up for sale, the truck I am driving and have been driving for a while. So we yeah. do need to sell it. Um, if you're interested in buying a badass GMC Denali. I just love AT4. the color. It's you a don't see truck. that color on it's the road a, a lot. It's pretty. It's a great truck. And it's like uh, driving a sports car. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so our friends at Aztec Chevrolet, once again, thank you so much. Our friends at Old Salt Coffee, don't forget Trevino 10. And we get a dollar donated to Helicopters for Heroes. And now picked cherries download the app um so rick i gotta tell you um the video for pick cherries did not work so we're gonna have to come up with a better idea um i i know it was kind of last minute we put it together we just got to come up with a better idea yeah so i like the stuff we filmed together we talked about on the podcast we did like a few things together you and i like some funny navy factoids and I liked that stuff. So maybe we incorporate That's, a little oh, bit of that. Maybe something like that for Pick, pick Cherries. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look, I am, uh, you know, yes, Pick Cherries loves us. Yes, Pick Cherries is now a sponsor. But I'll be honest with you. It's the only thing I use to podcast. Yeah. You know, like it is. To listen to them. I know because everything else easy, feels like so overwhelming. It's organized. Yeah. Everything's easy to go to. And I'm not a big podcast guy. Right. But it's turning me into a podcast guy. Well, and a podcast is such a commitment. So if I can, if I can just listen to snippets and just make the decision of whether or not I yes. want to commit, that's why I'm into it. Um, man, we had a big weekend. We did. Um, mar- marital wise, I am proud of us. I think uh, there was a mo- <laughs> there was a moment there where where we we could have lost our shit. Spiraled. When was that? Um, I'm trying to think. There was a moment where you were being you, and I was like, ugh. Um, you oh at breakfast, and you were like. Just communicate what you want to do. If you would just communicate how you want it to go and we'll just stick to your plan and that'll be it. Yes. And I was because, like, okay, cool. Well, <laughs> no, no, because, because, you know, that's what happened is, you know, I had to be up. I had to be up at six o'clock in the morning. We got, we, first of all, we left Texas um, to go to the airport in um, Austin at 3.30 in the morning. Which would be fine if it was just you and I, but it wasn't. The kiddos, the in-laws, Daddy Raymond, Mama yes. Mia. We, we're, we're all up, 3.30 in the morning. We go to the airport. Uh, and then, oh my God, dude. And speaking of my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. I'm what, still what, a little hurt what, by what, it. Why? Like, what, did, what did my daddy do? We're, we're driving to... <laughs> so first of all, road manager Kyle and daddy Raymond are in front of us because we don't all fit 
um, in your SUV. Between all the luggage all and the all luggage, the bodies, all the shit, we the don't babies. fit in one vehicle. <laughs> so we had to take two vehicles. So Daddy Raymond's in the other vehicle, and it's 3.30 in the morning. We're driving, you know, to... Uh, the airport. To the airport, and then Renee goes, Mom, I just think about Daddy and and how much he did for us. I mean, the fact that he woke up every day at four o'clock in the morning for us. And I'm driving at 3.30 in the morning to the airport thinking to myself, not only every Thursday I wake up at 3.30 in the morning to go to the airport, I also wake up at 3.30 in the morning on Sunday mornings to come home. And he wakes up at four in the morning, Monday through Friday. I wake up at six in the morning, which is only two hours later. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there like, is, is she really? No, is she? So by the funny. way, she's never told me no, thank you for sacrificing. That is not true. And I'm sitting there like, really? That We're talking about daddy true. right now? Wow. My dad would wake up one, one, wait, first, it's not a competition. I'm not saying why, it's a competition. Why are you going to make it a competition? I'm not it's saying it's not a, competition. a competition. Did I say it's a competition? All I'm saying is that every once in a while, I would appreciate a. Thank you for waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Thank you for waking up at 3.30 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, 5.30 yes. in the morning. Yes, thank you. Thank That's all you I'm on That's Sundays. All I'm I think when it's most brutal is on Sunday when you do it in the morning so that you can get home at a decent hour and have a Sunday with and us and you hit I loved the ground it. I loved it because when I get home on Sunday... Renee is always like, I want you to be daddy. I want you to be there. There's things that need to get done, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you got it. Like, no problem. I will be there. No problem. And I wake up early. I come home off the road. You and, do. And, and you and, and, instead of going to the room and taking a nap, you stay awake because you know if you take a nap, then you're not going to be able to go to bed at the end of oh, the night. Dude, Renee, and, by, by 1 p.m., out. Out. I, I just can't. I put Delilah down for a nap and I passed out. Uh, I put Delilah down for a nap. Again, dude. Dude. I was trying and she was screaming her head off and I was like, you got to come take over. <laughs> but, um, no, so it's really pouring outside. I'm sorry. I yeah, just it's, noticed it's, it's pouring outside. My grass is going to be delicious. Um, but yes, so, you know, we got there Thursday and the hotel that I'm staying at is, by the way, we went to Philadelphia together as a family and I highly recommend that if you have kids over six, that doing a Philadelphia trip or a Boston trip is is essential. I really think you need to do it um, to you know, and and so that your kids can have a sense of pride as to what this nation and how it started. And there's so much American history. And yeah, Rick, you got to take the boys. I mean, oh, you, Rick, you have I think to. your kids are at a great age for it. Yeah. But but also I feel like we threw so much at Garrett. I don't know how much he absorbed, and I just feel like this next week we really need to just sort of keep talking about the things that we saw and did, so that he can ask more questions and we can see like what did his little brain grasp onto. Well, and, he's a sponge. You know, yeah. he's a sponge, and and even though I think that sometimes you think maybe he's not getting it, we're gonna go back, right? You follow up. Yes. You go back, you take them again. There's so much there. We got to yeah. go back. Thurs and Thursday, we walked straight to the Liberty Bell. Um, the line was short, so we got to go in, see the Liberty Bell, talk about the Liberty Bell. You know, I would read all the things um, for Garrett uh, as we were going through the Liberty Bell. We went to um, Independence Hall. We went to... Well, no, that wasn't Thursday. That was the first day we got there. We, like, oh, just was threw... That through our independence hall was the first day. We just threw our bags in the room and 
um, and went out and we were like, let's and walk, you know, we'd been on a plane, we'd been traveling, sitting. So we were like, let's walk. And we, you walked us down to independence hall and we kind of wandered around Congress hall. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I just, I love American history. And I think that, I think that our children need to have a sense of pride as to what this country truly is. Yeah. And what, what struck me on this trip when we were sitting down, listening to, uh, the people talk about Congress Hall uh-huh. when they said for the first time in the world history, power was released by George Washington uh-huh. to Adams peacefully, willingly and willingly. Yes. You know, and then democracy was born. Yeah. You know, and when you think about, wow. And then she talked about the the woman explaining it all did such a great job. She was like, not only were people celebrating and feeling the epicness of that moment in the hall that we're sitting in, we're sitting yeah. in, you know, chairs, replicas, not the actual ones. And then she talks but about we're sitting in the actual everyone hall. in the yard, the outside. She's like, there were just so many people gathered to like see and experience that moment. And when she said, like, I don't know when she said that I kind of got chills all over my body. No, it, you know, this country is really special. Yeah. And I'm not, again... There's so many countries in the world that are great. Yeah. But when you find out that democracy was born in Philadelphia and the United States of America, man, what a cool thing to be proud of. Yeah. You know, and I think that our kids need to be proud of this country and realize that, you know, like every country in the world, that, yeah, there's things in history that that happened that we're not proud of, but we continue to grow and we continue to move forward. Yeah. And we continue to try to be better. So they've done such a great job of preserving Philadelphia has done such a great job of preserving their history. And, and, and then to find out that, that second to France, it is the number one art place in the world. Yeah. There was so much French art in the museum. Crazy we, we went to the museums art museum. everywhere. <laughs> Garrett kept calling it the Rocky museum. <laughs> Oh, uh, we went to the Rocky Museum, you know, and, and it's funny because here you have this statue of Sylvester Stallone, um, the Rocky statue, and then across the street is it's an amazing, huge, by the yeah, way, like that statue is huge. Of course, I mean, Stallone, you know. up in the air. but across the street is this uh, beautiful statue of George Washington and nobody's taking a picture with George Washington. Nobody's selling merch. <laughs> In front of the jerk, no. you go to the Rocky thing, and then there's these dudes with suitcases, and they're they're selling street merch, and there's a a, a line around the a thing. line around the thing. But yes. um, man, we had such a great time. I love it, you know. And, and we brought your dad and your mom. I so want to go back. We need to go back. I want to go back. We did the on and off bus tour, and that was it's a. You know what? I recommend that because I know people are like, "Oh my god, that's so cheesy." The on and off bus tour. It's great. You learn so much. But. You, if you get a good tour guide, like our first guy, you know, you get a lot of little cool tidbits and also with the kids and the senior citizens, the fact that we had both, it's easy and convenient. And, you know, Delilah learned red light, green light and stop and go while we were sitting on top of the bus. And I was able to keep her entertained, but we still got to all share that same experience and see. A well, lot of and, the and it, it's an on and off. So if there's a site that you want to see, yeah, jump off. If you want to get off and eat, Get off and eat. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, China- if it had just been you and I, we would have done that. Oh, we would have gotten off and had lunch. Oh my would've... gosh, dude, you pull into Chinatown and the, the smells, I mean, you're like, oh my God, it smells so good. Yeah. You know, we yeah. definitely would have gotten off and eaten. So highly recommend the, the on and off, mm-hmm. um, bus tour. Very convenient. I learned a lot from the, um, 
the gentleman that was um, doing, giving us our the guide. history, yeah, our guide. Great. So, uh, and then, so that was Thursday night. And then Daddy Raymond wants to go to the casino. Uh-huh. So, and I do too. I'm not saying it's just Daddy Raymond. Um, and it's great when I hang out with Daddy Raymond because when I go to the casino with Daddy Raymond, not a peep out of Renee, not a peep. Um, so we go Thursday. We don't do too well. We, we lose um, some money. And then Friday morning, I have to. I stayed there with your dad till two o'clock in the morning. And then Friday morning, I had to wake up at six a.m. Yeah, to go to uh, radio. So then, you know, I wake up at six. This is where the we almost had a a a relationship meltdown. I wake up at six in the morning. I go do radio, which is about twenty minutes away. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. Did you? Because I read something, and the look on my face must have just shown. <laughs> Mom, text me something. I don't know what she is reading, but I don't know if it's, I don't think it's Wikipedia. I don't know what it is, but it's talking about me. Steve Trevino has a wife. She is Renee Trevino and she is 43 years old. My mom texted me. She said, they made you older. I don't know who typed that. And I don't know how I get that shit corrected. You better find but out. That is not okay. You better fix that shit. Cause you are 24. <laughs> And everybody knows that you're 24. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your very good story. Well, no, you scared me. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, what happened? Is there a, did a, did a tornado hit? Like, what happened? A natural disaster. Yes, yes. it's a natural disaster. Um, so this is where the, the relationship meltdown almost happened. I'm at radio from 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. Afterwards, I would like a real cup of coffee. So we stop at the Starbucks. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's already 9. You know, that way... Um, Renee, which by the way, I'm telling you this story because, uh, we almost had a marriage meltdown and number two, it inspired a, a, a joke that we wrote this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then, you know, I think to myself, well, I'll just grab some coffee. I'm 20 minutes away. Let me get some of those egg bites, Uh you know, at at the the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And of course I call Renee and I go, Hey, you know, on my way back communicating, I'm going to, I'm at Starbucks. Don't worry about us for breakfast. And then what do you say? I said, we've been waiting for you. You guys have the car. I didn't say that, but I said, we've been waiting for you. If you eat, then we will not have eaten. Like then you will have eaten. And then I still have to wrangle but I'm still the 30 minutes away. Feed everyone. So you could have sat in the buffet at the hotel and ate. Well, then I called you back and I said, okay, we will go downstairs and eat breakfast. So we're eating breakfast simultaneously, but we had been waiting for So you. I go, I go, I go. I had been waiting for go, some communication. I go, I'm sorry. I go, I, I apologize. I won't eat. I'll, I'll get there and I will eat with you guys. So that's what I did. I went there and I ate with you guys. So I called it, you back and I said, look, if you want to eat with road manager and Dave J, the other comic eat with them. And then my family and I will go downstairs and eat. But this was like our first morning together in Philadelphia. So I thought we would all sit down together, have a nice meal, and then all go on the bus tour together. So you want to be the leader. We were waiting for our fearless leader. We'd been waiting all morning. So that inspired a joke. And when you talk to people who have been married a very long time, and you ask for wedding advice, they always say communication is the key. And what that means is that your wife has a plan in her head as to how the day is going to go. You also have a plan in your head as to how the day is going to go. Your way is wrong. And it is your job to say, hey, honey, 
how would you like today to go? And then she tells you how the day is supposed to go. And then you are supposed to execute and support her in her um, endeavors of making a perfect day. So that's why it inspired uh, a whole new bit that we're going to be doing on stage. But um, no, but you know what? Dave and I were talking backstage while you were on uh, while you were on stage. Dave and I were in the green room and we were talking and he was like asking me questions because now he's going on the road with you pretty regularly, you know, and he has four kids. And uh, he said, you know, I was having a conversation with my wife. She's like, and I'm coming to the realization that like this navigating this traveling thing and like the balance of it was interesting to have a conversation with him about the balance of coming back off the road and sort of that transition, you Getting know, back into the and I said, things, he yeah. was telling me how she feels about it. And I was like, I think that the way she feels about it is normal. I was like, when I talk to, you know, Randy's wife, when I talk to, um, other women who have husbands on the road, we all kind of feel the same way. Like there's a system that works that we manage when you're gone. So come and jump on the train. You know what I mean? And just no, go I, with the, yeah, I know what you mean. I've learned how you've got me <laughs> with the moving me. train, but she said the same thing. It, it also made me feel better to hear him say, like, she said the same thing. She's like, we don't want to be rude about it, but like, it's almost easier. It's like one less opinion that we have to take into consideration. Like the little kids, no, like, I've you, always like, said boss it. Them I have, around and I tell have, them what to do. I have and, always like, said it. If I want to be happy, do what Renee wants without saying a word, and we will all be happy. No, that's that's not the point of this. I think every guy feels that way. I think every guy feels like the only way we don't fight is if we jump on your train. Not even jump on it. We're not allowed to jump on it and ride (laughs) with you. We are supposed to be behind it, pushing pushing the the train to go faster and and better. Um, so that was, that was Thursday, uh, Friday morning we woke up and the plan was to hit the tour, yeah. see, see the Rocky museum. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. And by the way, so I love Philly. Philly has a, a grit, a historical feeling about it. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's a beautifully preserved city when it comes to history. There's yeah. cobblestone roads. Um, it's just a great... Like, t- even as we talk about it, I'm like, I want to go back. I want to see that one street that was like, you could get off. I forget what the street is called, but it's like all um, the old buildings and the cobblestone streets and a bunch of artisans and famous people lived there and the homes are so well-preserved. I want to go back and walk that. So I love it. I love the town. And all the people that came to the shows were amazing. And the comedy club was amazing. And the yeah. staff was amazing. However... I've never experienced such craziness. And, and, and when I what say that, like, like with the employees, people were rude as shit. The employees were rude or people the were rude dealer, to the employees? The, the dealers oh, were at the casino. I thought you were talking about at the comedy club. I was like, I didn't think they were rude at the comedy club. Oh, no, no. Oh. The dealers at the casino. Just in general. Rude. Yeah. Rude, yeah. rude, rude. The security when you walk into the casino, rude. Right? When I went to get Starbucks. Okay, um, me and Dave, Dave stayed outside. I ran in to get the Starbucks and we, I drink black coffee and we just wanted coffee. There was nothing fancy about it. There was no chai like, bullshit, yes. right? <laughs> it was just a black coffee. Right. So I ordered two black coffees and I, I, I step off to the side and I'm watching three or four people with fancy drinks that were behind me getting their name called. Ah, right? and you're like, literally, you just go give me my drip and let's go. And, and I'm sitting there like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm also not the kind of guy that 
I also know that things change. Maybe they're making the, I don't, I don't know, right. I'm, but I'm giving them a moment, right? Yeah. So now we're on five or six person that has been behind me and they've moved on, you yeah. know? And, and by the way, the egg bites that I had ordered that I did not eat, um, were already there. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. So I go up to the, the, the worker and I say, Hey, uh, excuse me. And first of all, he looks at me like, ugh. then walks over slow with an attitude and throws his arms up. He's like, what? Not, can I help you? He goes, what? And I go, Hey man, I ordered two black coffees and, uh, I go, several people have gone in front of me and he goes, ah, and then turns around and walks off. Not even like, oh my God, I'll get it for you or, or no problem or yes, sir. Or just, ah. yeah. And then comes back and, and, and gives me my coffees. But I'm like, Hey guy, like, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. I came to a place that makes coffee, paid for my coffee and wanted to get wanted my coffee, coffee return. <laughs> but everybody we dealt with, yeah. Ha- mean, had this you're bothering me attitude. I don't think I've ever had a, like, I felt like our waitress was chastising us at Dave and Buster's. Yes. Like, I was afraid to place my order. That's what I mean. You were afraid to place your order. I was like, is you this were, Dick's or Dave and Buster's? Like, you were afraid. You, your dad was like, I asked for tea a while ago, and she's like, <sighs> I mean, and you're just like, what's happening? Yeah. And it was, at first, you know, I thought it was an isolated incident at the, at the Starbucks. Right. And then it was everybody I dealt with had a fuck you. Why are, why are you bothering me attitude? There's gotta be a reason that that exists, that there's like a culture of that. Dude. It, and, and not only that, like several, everybody's on edge. Everybody was ready to fight. Everybody, you know, several times at the casino, four or five fights almost broke out at our table. Yeah. At the table that we were playing at, several and and the table behind us several fuck you and and you know let's right. go kyle was playing poker two dudes ended up outside fighting yeah you know so friday night after we do the tour after we eat a nice lunch we do the whole thing i go do two shows um and then afterwards we go to the casino again my folks went to the first show yeah they your parents came to the first they show really enjoyed and, it. and um you know we, we we go to the casino again we kill them I mean, we start hitting it big at the end of the night. I freaking banked. Your dad banked. We didn't yeah. want to leave because we were killing it, right? Yeah. So we end up leaving like at 3 in the morning. It's like 3 in the morning. Um, we have to go. Kyle has to go um, check out his chips. We're kind of sitting there waiting to leave. Dude walks in. There's metal detectors. He beeps, reaches into his pockets, and has a handgun. And then the guards are like, oh, and I'm like, oh shit. Like, I don't know what's going on because the guards got scared, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey man, I forgot. I forgot I had my gun. And then grabs the gun and walks out with it like this. And Dave J was like, it's time to go. Yeah. So we get in the car, we go home. It's three o'clock in the morning. I then wake up at, at what, eight or nine um, to go to Sesame Place. So we, the first day, first two days was history, muse, yeah. you know, museums, and then the next day we planned to take the babies to Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Se- Sesame Place, they Sesame call it. Place. Sesame Place. And uh, I got to tell you, first of all, it's not bad. I was going to say, I think you and I feel differently about it. One of the best roller coasters I've ever ridden. Yes. That roller coaster, it's called... Uh, uh, Oscars Wacky Taxi. Taxi. Wacky, it was awesome roller coaster. Yes. Awesome. A, a wooden roller coaster. 
But it's it's, it's sesame. Like, but it's like a reinforced wooden, right? Like it looks the the tracks were not wooden. No, no, it's a wooden roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, but it was it was uh, it's kind of sad. It, it's kind of let itself go. I mean, you know, I didn't. It was very clean. I don't know if you ever went into a restroom, but the restrooms were very clean. Which for me at a theme park it was is clean. like a big deal. It was clean. Um, I was glad that it had that roller coaster, and the Garrett was really excited about it because I was worried. He was like, "I'm too cool for Sesame Street," and so I really wanted to do it with Delilah. But all the other rides that they have, there's two roller coasters, and then the other rides are basically upgrades of Carnival rides. Yeah, for sure. But so is Disney, right? It's like the teacups. They had their version of the teacups. There's like, um, I know there was one ride we went on that was like, basically there's a Bug's Life ride at one of but, the theme but, parks. You know, and this was that dude, version of it. And your dad the whole time is just like sitting there. <laughs> I know. I said, just, dad, do you want to go on this ride with Delilah? It's not I'm that like, bad. I'm like, are like you, no, no I, I'm like, are you okay? He's like, hey man, I, I didn't sleep, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, was a lot. It was it was a brutal schedule for him. It made me so happy. Your your mom was such a good sport. She wanted to and, go on as many rides with Garrett as she oh could. Oh my gosh, she rode so many rides with Garrett, and she had so much energy and so much patience, and and she was just wonderful. And, and not that your dad wasn't wonderful, because he was he never complained or you know yeah. he, was, he was present. He just burnt the candle at both ends for <laughs> he sure. Was, he was like, dude. so then we. Uh, we end up driving home. It's like a you know forty minute ride back to the hotel. Uh-huh. Everybody's passed out, and I'm driving, <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm glad you, you know y'all need okay. to rest. Y'all need to rest. Okay, y'all no, gotta go. Y'all this, got two shows tonight. No, this is a little unfair. I was just making sure to balance it, and I was like, I know that if I don't get a quick little nap in this car, because Delilah fell asleep in the car ride too, and I was like, if I don't get a quick little nap with her right now, then I won't get one. And yes, baby, I'm not trying to take anything from you. Your schedule, your schedule is brutal, but we did make sure every day that you got a nap in. And so I would keep the kids quiet. You know, they were, you know, playing tablet or whatever, but Delilah's so then it was on and off. But, but I made sure to give you that nap time. I made sure to keep the kids quiet so that you could get your nap in. Um, so then it was two shows Saturday and then we have to wake up again at three 30 in the morning. So Daddy Raymond goes, let's go to the casino, right? So we went to the casino again till three, got back to the room, showered. So that night you guys both stayed up all night. You didn't go I to didn't bed sleep. at all, right? Because we just, you went to the casino after the shows. Well, it, you know what? That's usually the case. I mean, even, even if had I, you know, because by the time I got off stage and left the club, it was already one in the morning. Yeah. And that's usually the case for me on Saturdays. You know, yeah. by the time... I, I, I do the meet and greet by the time I do, I, I tip out the staff by the time I get paid, you know, it's usually one, one in the morning. And then I'm usually leaving to the airport by three 30 or four. Right. Right. So even if I were to, to go back to the hotel room, which would have put me there at two, you know, yeah. or one thirty probably, I, you know, I usually just lay there cause I'm amped up. I've, you know, yeah. man, when I get on stage and I get off stage, I'm, I'm like adrenaline's going, I'm so, uh, uh jazzed and excited. Yeah. And so, you know, your dad loves the casino. We had killed him the night before let's go. So yeah. me and your dad went to the casino again. And then again, like, and by the way, some of the fights at the casino that I'm talking about were not just a uh, customer mad at another customer. There were several fights where, customers were arguing with the dealers yeah and the dealers were like fuck you i mean the dealers were dropping f-bombs and the pit boss just sits there like this is every day at our casino but you know what i feel like yes i agree with you we did 
I wasn't, I never went to the casino, so I don't know the experience there, but like, yes, at the restaurants and, and things, people were like shockingly rude, but the people after your shows at the comedy club Fantastic. were so friendly, were so gracious. Great, Great people. And I, and I said that in the beginning, I wanted to make sure that people yeah. know that I love Philly. I love the history. I love all the fans that came out. I love the club, but man, everybody we dealt with was unfucking believable. Even when we left in the morning, we get to the airport at American Airlines not to brag, but I'm executive platinum because I travel so much. Yeah. So we're in the priority line, the executive platinum line. We are flying first class. We get to the desk and the woman again, the worst attitude. I go, I go, hey, I don't know what happened. I go, but um, my son is sitting by himself. He's six. I go, and we had planned it so that he could sit with his grandparents. And she goes, well, you're going to have to figure it out. I'm like, you're the... In, in Austin, they figured it out for us no where problem. you are. Yeah. You know, like, like she goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. Do you go to the desk upstairs. I'm like, Gee, like lady, my son is six. Yeah. He cannot sit by himself when his grandparents are on the plane, but she didn't give a fuck dude. <laughs> and then again, I'm at that point. I'm like, I, I gotta get out of here because, yeah. because I was getting to the point where I was becoming offense offended yeah. i was becoming i was running out of patience with people treating me that way treating my family that way and being a general generally being fucking rude yeah you know and texas we're all polite we're all nice we're all hey how are you what can i do to help you yeah. you know the the girls in in austin at american airlines they they go out of their way not because they know who I am. They just go out of their way. How can I help? And, ooh, that's not right. We got to put your the grandparents with the kid. Yeah. Let me work on it, right? And I'm, just, and I'm sitting there going, Philly, what is going on in your town that everybody at work is miserable? Well, I don't know what's minimum wage. Maybe that has something to do with it. She's working at American Airlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I've been to Starbucks in Texas. They don't go, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And it just bums me out because I love that town. Yeah. I love the city, but the people that I encountered in customer service were the fucking worst. Yeah. And it bummed me out. Yeah. You know, so. But we're still going back. <laughs> no, we're going to go back. And, 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 and hopefully, you know, the whole family is going to go to Boston. Yeah. We, we want to go to Boston because I think that'll, that'll tie it all in. Well, you know what yeah. I was thinking? Cause we showed Garrett, I was about to call Garrett Steve. I do that often. I don't know why. Um, he got to see Congress Hall, what it was. I would really love to be able to show him DC at some point and him to see what that space looks like now to kind of connect the dots. Right. I think that would be cool. Well, I'm, I mean, again, I still think he's, he's, he's six, you know, six and a yeah. half. Yeah. I still think he's more a, a little on the young side yeah. to truly, truly grasp all of it. But I also think that if we continue to expose him to stuff, that it just keeps continuing. You know, because I, I mean, even Rick's kids who are older, I think would be like, oh, why am why are we at this museum right now? Yeah. You know, because the museum was fine art. The the museum was right. We probably could have know. chosen a more kid friendly museum, but it is well. What and it is. there was the Harry Potter museum. Yeah, but we, he's not into Harry Potter yet either. Science or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. it would have been more cool for him. But. You know, again, I think he would have been, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool, too, because, you know, your parents are very, very religious, very, very Catholic. And a lot of the art in there on the third floor was 
from these amazing churches in France. Amazing churches and these beautiful Virgin Mary um, paintings. I mean, just really out of this world. I mean, you know, you think you think you have nice things and then you walk in there and you go, wow. I mean, it is really the craftsmanship. I mean, wow. Yeah. Really blows your mind and you, and it really makes you understand why some of that is hanging in a museum and in not somebody's house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it really is. Just- but then also mind blowing, right. To think that like some of these, like you'll read the plaque and it was like purchased from such and such family's private collection. And you're like, yeah, that's mind blowing. Yeah, that's that's real money, right? <laughs> when you hear people like the Gettys and yeah. you know the, this family, you know, there's a museum in in uh, San Antonio where they're like, oh well, this family donated. The yeah, they yeah. donated this building. They donated the. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, and over here I'm thinking, man, I'm doing good. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe I could donate a Captain Evil mug. Yeah, you know, maybe, I, maybe. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I love going to Philly. Yeah. You know, we did not eat a cheesesteak. You know what? That's what's so funny is like we didn't do the food. We didn't have a cheesesteak. And what else is Philly? No, there was like something else. And I was like, we were in Philly and we didn't have time to. We just this this trip was not about the food. So, well, it, you know, and, and, and we're trying to get out of that habit. Yeah. Right. So speaking of food, um, I did not eat as well as I would have liked. Yeah. This weekend. This trip too, I really sympathized with you because you know, you, was it last week or the week before you were talking about how you were getting a little frustrated because you weren't losing weight, and I just thought I need to tell you, going back on the road with you again this weekend with the crazy schedule with the kids and the parents and trying to fit in all the sightseeing and everything. Like, I think you got to give yourself a little more credit too because of your schedule. Like, you know, when you're working with a health coach or a dietitian, they tell you sleep is very important. And I don't sleep. Routine is yeah. very important. Um, obviously having a kitchen is very important, but when you were on the road, you have so many obstacles that not even just that you have to overcome, like logistically, you can't overcome the fact that you don't have a kitchen, you know, you can't have a kitchen. Um, and then some of the comedy clubs, you know, very little healthy options. Right. So we try, um, but I, I just wasn't. So the fact that you've been able to lose 24 pounds and however long you've been doing it on this schedule with your job, I think you got to give yourself a little more credit. This is the first week. Um, that I actually didn't maintain or lose weight. This is the first week I came back, I got on the scale, um, and I had gained a pound. So, again, looking at my calories for the week, today, chilling out, yeah, eating nothing but clean today, right? Yeah. Um, and then I gained I, a pound, too, this weekend. And, I got and, on the scale, and I'd gained weight, too. And I did have somebody, you know, reach out, and, and I, I want to acknowledge what they said, because they are correct, you know, they say, well, don't worry about the scale. Don't worry about what you look like. It is about how you feel. And, and yeah. I totally agree with that. And, and that is one of the reasons that, that I'm not do, we're, we are not doing crazy diets. We're not yeah. doing keto. We're not doing, and I'm not saying that if you're doing keto, good for you. I, I'm saying that we are trying to just make better choices. We ask a lot uh, of our body. And so and exor- we're, we're trying, trying to, to exercise to more and make better choices when it comes to food. Yeah. It's not a diet. It's we're, we're eating better. Yeah. You know, instead of getting the chips and salsa and we, we, we talked about it on the podcast, but, um, Oh, and people have been hitting me up about what's going on with the chicken coop. We have a completed chicken coop. Oh, we haven't shared any of it. We have not. Sh- I was going to do it today, but it's freaking pouring it's raining. right now. <gasps> do we think they're okay? Really? Dude. In their little chicken chalet? 
What are we going to call it? Uh, the Funny Farm. The Funny Farm. I'm going to put a sign that says Funny Farm. Uh, one of the chicks, chickens was named by Garrett, um, James, and Mila, uh-huh. Garrett's little friends, and they're going to call it... Um, Cluck. Cluck. And then the other one I named Gimpy because it, it limps. <laughs> so it's Cluck and Gimpy. And there are little I didn't realize two chickens. You named it. I know they gave the other one a name, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. And I thought Cluck was cute because they said Cluck and Delilah started going Cluck, Cluck. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that one's going to stick. Um, Delilah d- still doesn't know what's going on with the, the, uh, the chickens. Like I would grab one and she'd just be like, and she, she put a finger on it. Right. Uh-huh. So we're going to have to teach her. And then, and then we, they already laid eggs. Yeah. Yeah. We had three eggs um, already laid and we're all, ex- I mean, I was excited about it. Um, so I'm going to share that. We should both share yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, on our social so you can see. And part of You the know re- what I want to get for the coop? I want to, I haven't been able to find one. I want to get like a little church steeple. Don't they have like a little kit that's like you just, like a little topper? We just need a little topper for the top of the chicken coop. Give us. One, one more, baby. Tell me what you want. Uh, we have the bougiest chicken coop on planet Earth. It is not the. Have you been on Pinterest lately? Clearly, you uh, don't spend enough time on Pinterest, Steve Trevino, because that is not the bougiest chicken. It's coop. a nice chicken coop when our all of our parents go. Can I live here? <laughs> I'll live in the chicken no, coop. It is. It is a very nice chicken coop. Yes. It is a very nice chicken coop. Um, it still needs electricity. Uh, we're working oh really? On, okay. Yeah, we're working on getting the power in there. Uh, you know, a couple heat lamps. Oh yeah, the um, light fixture in the. Front. Couple heat lamps, a fan. I can't for decide the summer. if I want to paint the windows or not. Well, we'll talk about it. Maybe okay. maybe you get the the. We'll take a vote in yeah, my maybe, Insta stories. Maybe you get the people involved, but okay. you know, we had so many projects back there all at the same time. You know, with the patio um, yeah. being built in the fire pit and the... Yeah, no, they pit, literally but. just finished it. And it needs a woman's touch. It needs like some planter boxes or maybe some vines growing up the fence. It'll it never just... happen, but I love your, I love uh, where your head's at. I love her saying, we need to do this. And this, yeah, I still need furniture. Um, so let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, we're not going to end this podcast with a fight. No, we're not going to be negative. We're not going to be negative. <laughs> we're going to be very positive because we're going to have new neighbors, Rick and Gigi, very soon. And uh, Rick, <laughs> and they can't come over with us fighting all the time. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick, and Rick and Gigi think we bug them a lot now. Yeah, wait till they're neighbors and we we need sugar and butter and. Whatever. I don't cook. We don't need those things. Dude, all I know is that uh, if Rick and Gigi move next door, and I think Rick will attest. Uh-huh. There will be smoke coming out of our backyard 24 <laughs> 7. We We're will, cooking the meat at your house or mine. Yep, we'll be smoking meat almost every single day for you ladies. Uh, but it was fun and, and you know, it, it is hard with the kids. It, it, I mean, I was tired yesterday. I was tired. Um, you, did, uh, you did earn my sympathy. Um, and not, it's, I, yes, it's like checks and balances. You earned my sympathy. This weekend was exhausting. I was worn out. Well, and it was tough. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I, and I don't know, I have talked about it in the past on the podcast and, you know, people ask me all the time, how do you do it? How do you not sleep? How do you wake up? How do you have energy? How are you constantly working in the yard? How are you constantly working out? How are you constantly You have an creating? insane amount of energy that is not normal. It is it is self-hypnosis. I know you always say that and you're like Renee you got to do it. I don't I just haven't The brain is a very powerful tool. Yeah. And I have convinced my brain that I am going to be productive. I'm going to be productive, I'm going to be positive, and I'm not going to be tired. 
Yeah. And I have convinced my brain of that. And, you know, when I get on the plane at 3.30 in the morning after not sleeping at all. Yeah. And I'm going to sleep on the plane and I know there's two hours of sleep there. I self-hypnotize myself as I'm going to sleep to wake up and be ready to go. That is one thing you do have. And I think that's a talent and a skill that not everyone has. And I don't know if it's your self-hypnosis that allow, allows you to do that. But you can nap. You can, like every day you took a nap and you were able to do that and then wake up and go and do your set and not be like a groggy mess. And on the plane, you immediately get on there, you tie your hoodie, you know, and you got your hat on, you black yourself out before the plane's even taken off. You are out. And then you wake up and you're like, go. But that ability to like shut your body down and start it back up hypnosis. is crazy. Self-hypnosis. You know, if you want to be driven and you want to be productive... I hypnotize myself to be that. Well, they say meditation, you know, right? Like meditation is a really powerful tool for making your goals and things come true. I feel like I'm such a student. Maybe I need Rick, to read a book about hypnosis. Um, Rick, do you practice any of that? I'm out. It is crazy, right? He literally like... Closes himself all up, shuts it down, and he's out. Well, and I've also been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. You know, I am about to hit a million miles on American Airlines. Yeah. A million miles, right? It it, it tripped me out that last year, and this is just Marriott's, you know, last year. um, Right, this weekend, we didn't even stay in a Marriott. Yeah, I forget how many days it was, but I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of weeks of my life this year. Yeah. At a Marriott. Because it shows you how many you know, uh-huh. nights that you've spent in the Marriott, but yeah. you know, and, and I used to be embarrassed to tell people that I would self hypnotize, you know, and, and now it's like, look, it's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's how I'm able to be productive. It's how I'm able to constantly be working, constantly be moving, constantly pushing my life forward in a positive way. Yeah. You know, but you know, when people go, man, that guy is driven, that guy's driven, you know, it's all, it really is all mental. Yeah. It is really mental as to, do you want to be successful? Do you want to be better? Do you want to be, then you have to tell your brain that I'm going to be better. Yeah. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do these things. And, you know, that was something that was really special hanging out with Gary. But it's not, it's the skill of being able to do that. Like, it took time. It it's, didn't, it's, it didn't, not, it's one thing to say, okay, I want to be able to hypnotize myself or I want to, I want to explore this. It's another thing to be able to do it successfully. Well, I learned it a long time ago from, um, Flip Orley. The guy's name is Flip Orley. He is a hypnotist comedian. Um, which is so crazy and weird and bizarre. So before I met him, I was like, hypnotizing. What bullshit? Yeah. What a crock of shit. You know, but I'm, I'm like 20. I'm like, so this guy would come in, he would do two weeks, sell out all the shows. And I'm like, Oh my God, it is real. Is he still around? Does he still do this? I'm pretty sure he's still around. But I mean, I would watch the, the, him hypnotize people and go, oh my God, it's very real. Where does you Flip know? live? Now I'm like, can we get Flip to be a podcast guest? I would love to because it is it is <gasps> unbelievable what he's able to do. And, and I remember seeing when I was in high school, uh, my stepdad, Arthur Gerber, took me to go see um, um, the amazing Kreskin. Had you ever heard of that guy? What is that? Rick? Oh, yeah. There's a great documentary on him, too. Dude, this guy, I, watched, I watched him hypnotize uh, uh, people on stage. 
and when I was in high school and it was, I was pretty impressed, but I didn't, I didn't believe it. I thought it was a trick. Rick, where's the documentary on? So this guy, so then let's watch it tonight. Yeah, we should. And, okay. then, and so then, then I see, you know, Flip Orley do this week after week after week. And then, you know, getting to hang out with Flip Orley and then Flip is the one that introduced me to self-hypnosis because at that time in my life, what a lot of people don't know is I've had, um, back surgery and, um, I have a lot of back pain. And at that time in my life, I was, I was, um, dealing with it with alcohol and hydrocodone. I was a pill popper, mm-hmm. you know, but I would get them legally cause I'm on my back pain. Yeah. Uh, and I've not since then have not been on any type of pain medication since then. All the pain medication that I use is right here. Yeah. You know, and, and flip taught me how to hypnotize myself to deal with pain. And ever since he taught me that I, I then learned more about it and realized that, Oh, I can hypnotize myself to do anything. Yeah you know, and, and be motivated when I wake up and, and, and be somebody that is productive, you know, I, I, and it's crazy how the more that I do it, the less and less TV I watch, you know, the, the more that I'm like, I mean, even Sunday when you took that nap, I was going crazy. Cause I'm like, I, I want to go do something, but I can't cause I'm taking <laughs> care of Delilah. <laughs> You know, but I went over and helped Chris, our neighbor move, Yeah, you know, and did that for him. Yeah. But it, look, it is, it, please look into it. If, if you're interested in it, if you deal with pain, um, it definitely works. If you want to be a more motivated person, a more hungry person, a more productive person, it really, really works. Yeah. You know, and I taught Timmy about it, you know, and, and Timmy's like you where, you know, I explained to him how I do it mm-hmm. and that didn't work for him. So he then went. And did a bunch of research. I was gonna on say it. that. I think that's where I'm at. I need to read it and absorb it, kind of on my own. And then he figured out his way of doing it. And Timmy has become a very productive um, guy. Yeah. You know, and, and he always tells me all the time. He's like, "Man, I I thought it was bullshit." He goes, "It works. It really, really works." Yeah. And and, and it, you know, they, it's the secret. It's the so going back to you know having that moment with Garrett. You know, when we were waiting in line to get on the um, roller coaster. Uh huh. You know, it was so cool that Garrett looked at me and said, Dad, let's build a roller coaster in the backyard. B- build me one. Yeah, he's like, Dad, can we build a roller coaster in the backyard? Like, it was totally normal. And that, to me, made me so happy. Yeah. That he thinks anything is possible. That's so valuable. Right? That I showed him, and we have showed him, anything is possible. Because he wasn't joking. Yeah. He was not kidding. He was like, maybe if I throw this out there, dad will really do it. <laughs> but he also, he, totally was. he also knows I'm a, hell yeah, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Right? So he looked at me and goes, dad, can we, you know, can we? so then Renee goes, you know, there are people who do this for a living. That's a job. That is a job. He said, they, if you want to be an engineer, they, they create roller coasters, blah, blah, blah. They design them. And then Garrett, the same moment and made me proud. Garrett looked at his mom and goes, nope, I'm going to be a singer. And he tells me all the time, I'm going to be a baseball player and a singer. But it, it is the, I'm going to do this attitude. Yeah. You know, Rick, do you, do you, you know, you're a very successful man. Do you, do you feel that you had that attitude or, or how did you feel that you became successful?
you know, if you if you practice hitting and then all of a sudden you hit a home run, you realize you can do it. So it's it's that kind of mentality of keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then when I got older and I was failing out of a lot of things, I just kind of went back to sports and said, let me just keep practicing until I get it. The wins, the, those wins make you, it's yeah. the momentum of the wins but, that's but, encouraging. But also, Rick, what I'm hearing too is, is, is the grit and the never quit. Yes, that, yes, 100%. Where do you think the grit and the never quit comes from in you? Uh, it's probably fear of failure more than anything. Yeah, I have a I have a huge huge fear of failure, and 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 sometimes I feel that I'm not as successful as I could be, also because of that fear. Do, do you? I was feel- gonna say it's like right exactly. It's like the balance of this perfection. You're such a perfectionist that you don't take a stab at anything, right? It prevents you from trying things, but also the the fear of failure. Is helpful as well sometimes but but there's also a great feeling or not a great feeling but there's also something really special about i don't have a choice yes for there sure. is, for me there was no safety net there was not a backup plan there wasn't a backup plan i didn't have a choice mom and dad are not paying my rent mom and dad have never paid my rent my yeah. dad made it very clear that if i wanted to be a comedian he will not pay my rent you know even if he, you know even if i wanted to go to college he probably would have helped me with college, but not rent, you know? Yeah. So I just, I never had a backup plan and, and there was a, this has to work. That's interesting that you said that, that even if you had wanted to go to college, you don't think he would have helped you pay your rent. He would have helped you pay for the tuition. I, I think he would have helped out with, I think dad would have helped out with college. But, you know? but either way with what you just said, I think that it, then in that case, it must've made you seriously consider what do I really want to do? Because I've got to commit to it. Well, because we, either way, it's going to be hard, and I'm going to have to work for it. And I'm we've not also, have... in my opinion, and, and it's just my opinion, I think we've also put a lot of weight on college. And I think that there are so many other. Who is we? You and I. Society. society? Oh. I think society has sold this, and and it happened to me growing up. Got to go to college. You want to be successful? Go to college. I think there was a time you know, where that was a big thing. Got to and... go to college, and 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 you know, there's I know a lot of very successful men and women that didn't go to college. Some of them went to technical schools. You know, Tim, my brother, my cousin, you know, we grew up together. Tim did a two-year technical college. Very successful man. Hardworking guy, very successful. You know, um, our air condition repair guy. You know, all these guys and girls that do things other than college, you, there's so many other things you can do yeah. that, that, that will lead to success. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, man, like, and we talked about in the podcast before, hard work and determination will make you very successful. Whether you're working at a McDonald's or, you know, poor McDonald's, they're always the example, right? Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's hard work and determination, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how we ended up on hard work because everybody gets so annoyed with me that I I talk (laughs) about hard work all the time. Um, But it's just so important in my life. And I hope that it, it, I hope that somebody gets inspired. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, it started with hypnotism, which I think it was a really cool place for this conversation to go. Yeah. I had no idea when we started this podcast, we were going to end up talking about hypnotism, talk about but it. I thought that was cool. But there are, there are videos of, of Flip Orley on YouTube and stuff where yeah. he's actually hypnotized. It's the funniest shit in the world, dude. Like he'll be like, um, you're going to wake up and it's going to be cold. And it's, you can't understand why it's so cold in here. Uh-huh. And they wake up and you see them like, <laughs> I mean, all of them. 
And it, and they're like, <sighs> the whole audience, the whole audience. Oh, I mean, no, no, the, all the, not the whole audience, the oh. people on stage, oh, right, right. all okay. the people on stage, there's like that 10 of them. Sense. And they're like, yeah, <sighs> you know, they're, and they're like, uh, excuse me, it's, it's cold in here. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the funniest. I will go, I'm going to give you this drink of water. Uh-huh. You were a uh, bottle of water. You were so thirsty. You're so thirsty. But when, when I, when you wake up, you're so thirsty, but you can't take a drink. Uh-huh. And, and they're like, <laughs> and it's the, Rick, have you ever seen this stuff before? <laughs> well, and not only that, they don't care that we're laughing. They, they're hypnotized. So they have no idea that, you know, and most people, when you get laughed at, uh-huh. you shut down. Yeah. You stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. And you shut down. Yeah. These people, they're, and they're trying to drink the bottle of water. And it's the funny, I think he's been on like, you know, some of the daytime shows, uh-huh. but it is the funniest thing. And it, it, that's when I realized like, oh my God. There's the, something to this. The brain is so very powerful, you know, and, and, you know, you, you look at the, the Tiger Woods documentary, his dad would use hypnosis on him, you know, and I use it in a small way with Garrett, you know, and you know this, I put Garrett to bed every night that I'm home and every night I tell him, close your eyes. I want you to think about what you want to do and what you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. And then I repeat over and over. Hard work and never quit. Trevino's work hard and we never quit. Trevino, and, and I just do it over and over and over and over again. And he falls asleep while I'm rubbing his hair to him thinking about what he's going to be in life yeah. and the words work hard, hard and, and never, never quit. quit. You know, so on that, I wish you all the best. I, I hope you work hard and never quit. To all our sponsors from Aztec Chevrolet to Old Salt Coffee to Pick Cherries, thank you so much. We love doing this so very much. To all the people that came you to the do. shows. Thank you. Uh, in Philadelphia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all of you in customer service there, fuck you. We got to go. Bye.